Hello, it's me. And welcome to episode three of Can Host. That's right, episode three. Three is a lot of people's good number, best number, actually. Britney Spears wrote a song about it. There was three members of Destiny's Child at their best, and I own three dogs. So I'm really excited about this episode. Um, Adele, if you're listening, hello. sorry that I did start off singing your song. I just never it's know how me. to say hello. So I've decided I'm going to do it in song every week. So enjoy that, listeners. Um, yeah, but this is episode number three titled, Are You Single? Absolutely or absolutely not because we are living in a world where there's a few singletons out there trying to meet the right person but with a world full of apps apparently it ain't that easy and we've got three great guests on today who i will introduce very shortly but before we do as always i would like to thank everybody who's already listened to this is your pilot speaking hair there and everywhere and so do you guys want kids um if you did listen last week, which I'm sure you did, thank you so much for the feedback that we've got. So many people really learned a lot from the episode, which was always the plan. Some people commented they had never even thought about fostering as an option and always thought adoption was the only way. And Corey last week, I think, schooled us all and told us that I think there was only eight children adopted in Australia last year. So maybe they just they just don't hate us. Like maybe it's very hard everywhere so we all learned something and we hope you did too and if you didn't listen look it up listen learn and love yeah so we are here again at the Wickham so thank you to the Wickham in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane who are hosting us for our podcast every week last week on Friday they did make a couple of very big announcements on the 8th of March 2020 big gay day will be taking over the streets here and our headline act is Melanie C aka Sporty Spice, which is very big news. You can't see it right now because our guests don't think they're allowed to talk, but they are. But we're all very excited. And I'm also extra, extra excited to announce that I will be hosting the main stage for the third year. I dropped a hint on air last year, uh, last week. I already knew I was hosting. I was lying to you guys, sorry. But yeah, I'll get to meet a Spice Girl. And as a 35-year-old gay English guy, it literally doesn't get any better. So tickets are on sale if you are listening from, well, you don't have to be from Brisbane. Make a trip, don't be lazy. Come and meet a Spice Girl. And as always, thank you to the crew from Join the Adventure who are sitting here right now looking at me saying, Paul, you sound so good. And it's true. (laughs) I really, really do. But as I mentioned, today's episode is called Are You Single? Absolutely. It was one of the very early ideas I had for a um, a topic for a podcast because I have a lot of really hot friends. Some of them aren't that hot and they've got great personalities. So that's nice too. And I often wonder, hey, how are you single? And it turns out there are just a lot of douchebags out there in the world. (laughs) And um, also I've just kind of from just watching on, I feel like there are just too many options out there at the moment. Like I'm very guilty of, I can't choose a TV show to watch on Netflix or Stan or other good streaming services. Because I'm always wondering, hey, I bet there's something else better to watch so then I will choose something better. Or I'll sit at work and I really do love my day job. My boss listens, but I do. I really love it. But quite often you do just look and think, hey, I wonder if there's a better job out there that suits me. And my opinion is, I think that's what's going on out there in single life. Now, I do have a boyfriend. I've mentioned that in other episodes. So I'm kind of out of the loop a bit. So I thought, hey, let's get other people that aren't out of the loop and are living it real time. 
So guest number one this week, we do have the very handsome Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty excited. I actually remember you and I talking about this podcast in this particular episode, so mm. I'm really, really excited to be yeah. talking about all the world of dating and its difference different ways of dating and, mm-hmm. and all of those kinds of things. And I've been, I've been a long-term singleton, so um, I like to think that I'm the, um, how can I put it, the Australian gay Bridget Jones's cousin. <gasps> Love that. Mm. And what was the other description you gave just before we went live? <laughs> you were the what version of um, me? I, oh, yes. Um, I do firmly believe that um, I'm the slightly larger, slightly more ginger, slightly more bulky version of you. Um, we're basically um, a babushka doll mm-hmm. um, uh, in the human form, mm-hmm. which I think is a really wonderful way to describe our not only our friendship, but um, our physical appearance when we're near each other. Totally down for it, which is why we're not often in the same room at the same time. Yeah, it can actually be quite confronting for, for other people, and, and I appreciate that, because when there's so much beard and so mm-hmm. much glorious, glorious mm-hmm. beard, it can be overwhelming, and yeah. I get it. Yeah, get it. It's tough. Yeah. Totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> Guest number two this week is in a bit of, of hysterics. Someone else who I've been so excited to get on, we have spent probably a good couple of weeks messaging almost daily like let's meet and let's talk about an episode together and we realised that planning is for wimps it is so a little bit of a local hero and a title holder Johnny Valkyrie tell us a little bit about you hello um, I'm Johnny Valkyrie I am an LGBTI advocate here in Brisbane and um, yeah I was recently um, awarded with Young uh, Transgender Person of the Year um, by the community um, Queensland AIDS <laughs> Council. Oh, thank you. That was amazing. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, amazing. It was great. Um, I think it really helped me to um, be recognised for some of the lobbying work and the activism work mm-hmm. and the, um, the mentoring that I've done. And everyone who was nominated and everyone who's been part of that should be so proud of themselves mm-hmm. also because it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes the village people <laughs> <laughs> to get a community <laughs> moving. Why, why do you look at me like that? I don't, that? Like, I don't know, which one are you? I'm not sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, Finn just pulled out a police hat like, it's time, I knew this would happen on a gay podcast. <laughs> so no, thank you. And we also, we actually have just had a real great chat, all of us off air. We should have totally been recording. It was great. But oh, also yeah. mentioned that I know we're only episode three, technically four, but so far our year youngest guest on Canhose. Oh, hello. <laughs> but makes the rest of us around the table feel like underachievers. I don't have many titles, so congrats. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. No, so we're very lucky to have you. And then, last but by no means least, um, I, I don't know if it's just something in my head, but I do feel a lot of gay guys are married without actually being married. I have a wife. She is my partner in crime, um, in fact, Brendan does get really jealous to the point where sometimes if I'm out with this one, he refuses to come because he just knows that we get into a lot of trouble. She is a piece of shit, but she's my piece of shit. My bestest friend, Fanula McCabe. Hello. You can call me Finn. I will call you Finn. Yeah. <laughs> she's squeezing my arm. So Finn, yep. So Finn is here this week for our Give It To Me Straight section. Um, Finn is one of the friends I spoke about you know, personality is great. No, she's the package. She's beautiful. She is beautiful. If she punches you, I'm doing shit no, Oh, you should hear what we do. She's mean to me at work. This is... Finn? Um, yeah, no, you're on my turf now. No, Finn is my bestie. I absolutely love her. Um, and Finn, at the moment, we do have quite a laugh at some of your stories. We do, I have a laugh. Because if you didn't <laughs> laugh about it... Yeah, exactly. We'd cry, but yeah, it's... 
definitely a tough word. <laughs> <laughs> so Finn, you're from? I'm from Belfast, from Ireland. Um, yeah, I've moved here six years ago. Found this, well, he found me. I did find you. You found me and we've been inseparable since. Yeah, so it was the middle of summer and we were recruiting at our day job and I was on the panel and this girl walked in and it was like the hottest day of the year, I think, wasn't it, Finn? That and was rotten. poor girl was really nervous about her interview. And she's not wearing them now, but she usually wears glasses. And glasses literally steamed up <laughs> the whole interview. And um, yeah, it was just great memories. And we've been great friends ever since. So she's got a lot of goss on me, which is why I introduced her. I, I brought her in on a subject where I don't really have much experience on. So she can't, <laughs> she can't use it against me. But Finn is, I give it to me straight. So you are our three guests. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Yeah, you can't hear this, but they're really, really excited. So yeah, as I mentioned, the reason behind today's um <laughs> forgot completely forgot the word. Anyway, thanks for listening. No, today's um, episode is so many people already are relating to it. Got some really cool messages that we'll read later on. Um and it doesn't just have to be about apps. I think I, what I was really hoping that more people would get in touch talking about people that don't really use the apps and go out and meet people the old-fashioned way because I'm sure that does still happen as well oh, but 100 percent. I mean I think if people think that apps are the only way that people meet mm-hmm. these days um number one you've got rocks in your head yeah um number Hi. two um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what that pain is <laughs> but also um like we've got such a wonderful live vibrant mm. um scene and, and every every city has such a really live vibrant scene and when you go out and, and and you meet people um that's where you get the really cool energy exchanges and you sort of you walk out of the bar afterwards and you're like oh, someone thought i was pretty Mm. <laughs> that is a good feeling. Yeah. So, Jason, speaking on that, we'll bring you. We'll bring you straight in. So, right. um, is it different now, though? So, even when I first, I moved to Australia in two thousand and ten, and you would you would go to somewhere like the Wickham yeah. or somewhere, and yeah. I'm going to sound like a really old man, but people just didn't. You'd go out and you wouldn't have your phone in your hand. Yes. Where now I feel like they do. Yes, um, I would agree. Yeah, and also I think there are certain people in towns all the time where people have already got preconceptions of what you're like. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, like, when I, when I, when I go out and, and those kinds of things, like, um, I'm not from Brisbane, so I'm originally from this tiny little town called Middlemount, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, sort of out near Emerald in central Queensland. Okay. So I actually... Uh, confirmed that I was gay in Middlemount by um, kissing my then boyfriend at the Middlemount football quarterfinals, which was a little bit salacious in a a town of 1,200. but um, I actually met um, my then boyfriend. He's, he's still a really good mate of mine, um, Corey. Um, I actually met him, which is quite hilarious when I retell the story. Um, I met him in the, the fruit section of the Middlemount IDA. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just a couple of fruits in the fruit section. <laughs> this one's ripened for the picking. Mm. <laughs> That's terrible and now I'm going to be in trouble. Um, but I guess um, at the time, um, this is like 2008, um, at, you know, central Queensland. And um, so your only options to try to meet um, gay people in then regional Queensland was to use things like the then Gaydar or the, yeah. I think it was Gaydar and uh, I think... 
I'm going to say manhunt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and both of those experiences were horrendous because there were times where I had to go out on a date. I would do a 400 kilometre round journey um, to another small small town in central Queensland. I guess you'd so have I could, to though, right? Well, that's exactly right. When you're a town of 1,200, you're like, hmm, everyone knows who I am and this is awkward. Um, fast forward um, what's now been 11 years since coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I now find myself in a situation, in a very, very different situation, where you've got these dating apps, you've also got um, heavy social media yeah. content. And so what happens is is that people often think you are something before they even met you, mm-hmm. meet you. And they have all these preconceived ideas. Um, you, you might be arrogant, you might be difficult to talk to, you might be, um, you know, just something that you're completely not. And and I think that actually comes down to where we're at at this point, um, like in terms of our social consciousness and things like that, where yeah. we, we're looking to project first before we actually seek understanding or seek meaning from, from what we're actually trying to do and achieve in our own life, which is fascinating, but at the same time, a hot mess. Mm. Um, and, you know, that can mean that we have really, really meaningful interactions with people, but also um, with the rise and rise of, of app social media, um, what I think we're also doing is prior to meeting someone face to face, we already have all of these shields up mm-hmm. because we're scared of being too funny or too weird or, um, you know, saying something stupid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I hate people, I, I, I get really uncomfortable sometimes um, because I feel like I'm, um, I describe myself trying to chat someone up like a dugong stuck on a beach. Um, it's, it's, and they're cute. I mean, you know, for for a for a large mucusy mess on the beach, sure, it's you know, it's got its um, advantages and disadvantages. Um, but um, but I think um, it can be really confronting and really alienating for people um, as they're trying to navigate that that early dating scene. Yeah, because. Social media has taught us to be have a very, very clear image of who is our brand, what we stand for, blah, 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 um, when actually it's just really simple. It's about kindness and it's about mm-hmm. respect and it's about trying to get to, to meet someone and talk to someone. And um, also the other side of it too is apps and the, I guess the readily available, I'm here and looking for someone, yes. um, actually changes the dynamic of how people interact face to face. So there's almost an expectation um, set up and, and I know that some of the, the apps do that and that's actually impacting on the meaningful relationships that, yes. we, that we develop, not just in an intimate personal perspective, but actually as a, as a friendship perspective. Mm. And um, I find that that dynamic really fascinating at the moment. Yeah. Um, we'll bring this up more when Finn's in as well, because we again, I do live vicariously <laughs> through Finn. And I just saw Finn's face before. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm, I'm ready. But, I'm ready for this moment. You've not even got your jingle yet, Finn. <laughs> Shut up. No, um, but yeah, I think because there is so much choice out there, people think, oh, I'm just going to say this now, and if it goes my way, then it does. And when I asked you a little bit earlier on about people having preconceived ideas of what you're like. We've yeah. shared a stage a few times in we events have. in the Brisbane area, we worldwide have. probably. One, one or two. Do you one find two. that because you've done a few events, you've been the face for a few, a few different things around the area, <laughs> people yeah. think that, oh, it's probably up himself or probably yeah. don't want to talk to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, ha- I have found that. And um, if for someone who... Oh, suddenly I feel like I'm, I might be a little bit vulnerable here. Shit. Cry, no <laughs> one's cried yet. Oh, ew, no. Everyone call Jason Gross. the name. Rem- remember, remember, rule number one, no emotions, Monday through Friday. Um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's a dark point. Um, I guess um, 
a lot of people have preconceived ideas because um, I, I, I'm really involved in the, the Brisbane LGBTIQ community. I love the Brisbane LGBTIQ community and that's a real challenge. Um, but it's really alienating as well um, because, you know, there's been times where I've sort of stood at the bar and um, I have actually tested it out once or twice and I'm like, if I stand here by myself, how long can I stand here bef before someone comes and speaks mm -hmm. to me? Um, and it's been like 20, 25 minutes yeah. before someone yeah. that I've actually known who's come up to speak to me, but no one who doesn't actually know me or anything like that would actually come and approach me, which is, which is fine, I get it. And, and in their defense as well, I'm six foot four and 120 odd kilos. Yeah, so, so physically I'm a little, <laughs> so a little bit physically imposing. I, I would be scared. No offense. We <laughs> had... <laughs> We had a drunk conversation about that, though. It was yeah, the launch did. of Pride Month, and that's yes. when I was like, episode three, absolutely, <laughs> the chat. But yeah, it's, it is yeah, a thing. Like, is. And you're, I've known you for a couple of years now, yeah. very approachable. Yeah. So mm. if you're listening, talk to Jason, please. <laughs> right, what we'll do is we are going to bring our guest number two in as well to the conversation. Johnny. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so we're all going to look at you um, like we're jealous. You're younger than us, and you mentioned mm. you've got a lot to talk about as well. So as we're saying, it's a, it's a lot of apps out there, a lot of different ways to meet people. What's your story? Oh, my goodness. How many times have I told my story? Um, Not on this podcast. <laughs> oh, look, um, I just want to comment on what Jason was talking about in that um, I've never actually heard an older person talk about what it was like mm -hmm. before dating apps. <laughs> I was like, older person, you know? <laughs> like, you're not quite ready for our care, that. love. <laughs> I, I resent that. I'm not in an aged care facility. Um, <laughs> I'm really proud of my, I'm really, really proud of my grey chest hair, but thanks. So oh, like, did you used no. to send each other telegrams and stuff? Like, come <laughs> over, stop. <laughs> Knock twice, stop. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was just like, oh, Monokia 3310's going off. Yeah, someone <laughs> wants to say hello. <laughs> Oh, God, yes, I forgot that sound. Jesus. Or talking on, on MSN. Oh, <gasps> MSN I remember that. The best running home from school to get on. <laughs> BRB. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, this was going to happen. Sorry, Back Johnny, to you. No, no. Johnny's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> alienated. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I think um, it's very interesting for me because when I was ready to start getting involved within the queer community mm -hmm. in a dating sense um, and other reasons, gay reasons, um, <laughs> it was very... Um, it was very dependent on there being a social media platform, if you like, to be able to access that, specifically in regional areas. Mm -hmm. um, and I can see Jason laughing because you are from a place near Emerald. I'm from Sydney, but I lived on the Darling Downs for a while, which okay. is notoriously not very queer friendly, um, unfortunately, but things are changing. Um, and so the only place for me to meet queer, other queer folk um, was to find them online. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was, you know, from the comfort of my own room. Yeah. And that meant that I stayed sort, sort of um, a ha-ha in the closet. Um, but I do have quite a different experience Definitely. to most queer men because I am transgender. Mm -hmm. And that adds a whole other layer of complications where... 
the sort of the, the dating world, the app world is very, you know, it can be a protector for me mm-hmm. and it can also be um, a detriment to me. Yeah. And so, like Jason was saying, um, you know, some preconceived notions can come up about people that you haven't met yet. You've got this idea in your head and sometimes that can help me. I can say very openly, I have transgender status. If you have a problem with that, please do not contact me. Because it, it can be very distressing. Oh, I Whereas imagine. I can't do that in public. I don't yeah. know who's going to treat me with respect or not. I don't know who's transphobic or not. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be at risk of violence. Mm. Um, if I, you know, and I have tried. I have tried to meet people uh, in person and try and get out of my comfort zone. And the only safe experiences I have had, whether that's, um, you know, meeting someone to date or having a bit of fun have generally been people that I'm friends with okay. because they know me as people and uh, as people. Multiple people. <laughs> I have so what many. Character are you <laughs> Which character am I today? Yeah. No, I do. I do have lots of costumes. I was at, um, I was at Brisbane Pride reading to children in drag. So I could have been many different people. Um, <laughs> but yes, I think, I think I have a complicated relationship mm-hmm. with the queer dating scene just because my safety is questionable most of the time. And so I rely on platforms where I can put up these safeguards, not because I'm afraid of intimacy. There are some issues there too, just like anybody works through those sorts of things. But um, because not doing that means that I go home that night um, alone Mm -hmm. or having had a bad experience or feeling bad about myself sometimes all three, um, and it can really set the mood of feeling ostracised mm. and misunderstood and there is so much people do not understand about gender. And I pose a threat to a lot of queer male sexuality Yeah, because my body is not what they would expect it to be. And until that point of meeting me, their idea of their homosexuality or their bisexuality or whatever has been contingent on the genitalia of that person. Mm-hmm. And when they realise that that's not actually what sexuality is, oh no, I've got another identity crisis. And so I'm suddenly too difficult. Uh, I'm suddenly the problem. It's, oh, I don't like that. I can't deal with that. And they don't see me as a person. They see me as a challenge mm -hmm. or a threat to their masculinity or sexuality when really I'm very similar to them. Yeah. I've just had a different experience. That's so interesting. So again, I'll... I've learned a lot in the last couple of episodes already. And when I f- first thought about doing this episode, I think I just assumed it would be we would talk about things like Tinder, Scrub, <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> but we were having a conversation before we started recording, which would have been great to catch. Now, you were saying, if you don't mind me saying, that mm. it's actually other social media platforms which has been worked out really, I think you said, for both of you. So... I obviously follow you on Instagram. That's how we've been talking. (laughs) One of my questions was going to be, um, because again, I want to learn, so hopefully people that listen are going to as well. If you did have a profile on one of those apps I mentioned previously, is it something that you put out there in your profile? Like I would put on there how tall I am. Mm. I'm hairy. I don't know what else I've put on. (laughs) Has glorious beard. Yeah, glorious beard. (laughs) Check. Um, I mean, with your Instagram, it's quite clear, you know, what your identity is because you're doing some amazing things on there. If you Mm. were going on to an app, would you 
do you find that you end up talking to people who you might be looking to, I want to go on a date with this person or I might want to meet this person for the evening. Do you find that people come at you and it ends up you're just educating somebody and you kind of lose the, oh, yes. the mojo? Let's just say if I, ha- if I charged by the hour, or actually yeah. if I charged by the minute, which <laughs> I should, I would be sitting on a nice stack of cash. Mm-hmm. I am even an edu- I have even been an educator to previous doctors. Um, thankfully, I have the wonderful Dr. Fiona Bishop, um, who is a wonderful asset to the transgender community. She really is. She's yeah, amazing. And, and to the wider queer community as well. Um, and, you know, I, I feel that um, I've actually played some social experiments mm-hmm. with apps where I'll, I'll, and, you know, you kind of have to look at all angles yeah. when you are a marginalised um, gender identity, if you like, you know, um, the majority of cisgender, which means not transgender, mm-hmm. by the way, for anyone who's listening who hasn't heard that word before, um, cisgender means that you are not transgender. So that is likely everyone in the room except me. <laughs> um, you know, they, they find, you know, my selfhood to be, a, you know, a bit scary. You know, they, they maybe they're curious, but they don't know how to go about it. And so I've tried both providing, you know, the details of how I am and omitting them. And the experiences that I have in either case are when I don't put that I am transgender on my profile, oh my God, my inbox, ding, 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 ding. You know, it, yeah. is, it is going wild because, you know, I did a little bit of fashion modeling. I think I'm, I think I'm relatively cute. I've got, you know, general confidence. I'm, I'm not a creep, um, you know. So, of course, people are going to be interested. But when I put transgender in the profile, yeah. I either get people who are like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to be with uh, a, a trans <laughs> before. Ah, uh, yes. A, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a trans? Not quite. A transistor radio maybe? Yeah. Sorry. No, you go. <laughs> um, I guess what you're talking about is actually like you're what you're sort of saying is that there's with with online dating and, and with with the apps and and the benefits that can include means that you you set new safe parameters yes and you're actually yes. talking about um, safety in two different um, if I understand what you're saying mm. you're saying you're talking about safety in two different ways one is your emotional safety in terms of what are you projecting out there of who am I, who do I stand for? Mm. But you're also including your physical safety there oh, as well. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. that, I, I just think that's really for for a cisgendered gay man, we 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 have a very um, often a very narrow view of what safety is. It's about our physical safety first, mm. and um, I think. Uh, we should probably spend a lot more time listening um, to other members of our community yeah. about your emotional safety a lot more. And that's actually what you're talking about, which I think is really, really interesting because you're talking about having to take the role of educator. You're taking the role of, of you know, creating learn- learning modules for the masses. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> look at you. She's an educator. She's Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> She's on a rampage. <laughs> and, and I think... Um, the concept of safety and dating is something that affects so, so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's actually a broad spectrum thing when you talk about issues in mental health when you're dating and issues in physical mm-hmm. so physical health, sexual health. And then on top of that, then we start talking about um, women as well, women mm-hmm. and safety. And um, I remember being at a barbecue with a, with a bunch of um, my straight mates and 
uh, one of my girlfriends was saying, and, and, and sorry, I'm throwing Finn here in, into this. <laughs> of course. Um, but She's not um, had her jingle yet, though, so don't let her say to Jake. <laughs> is her jingle just you, like, humming something? No, these guys made us one. Oh, they wow. give it to me straight. Oh, surely you've heard when you listened to the last two episodes. Oh, Jason. yes, I remember. Can we that just cut really Jason's funny. mic? He's not yeah. listening to Oops, Ken host the podcast. Um, but, <laughs> I'm really um, humble, really. <laughs> um, the, the thing is, is that it's something that, that is quite confronting when men um, in general, as a gender, we talk about our safety in dating. Mm. Whereas it's something that for women, they are constantly thinking about their safety. Um, they're constantly thinking about those things. And if you're part of a marginalised community and, and that directly affects um, people who fall underneath the T and, and anything that's mm-hmm. not um, G, to be honest, mm. um, your personal safety has to be prioritised in dating now and yeah. that, that's both that's whether that be on Tinder Grindr, Scruff whatever mm. but also on your general social media because I actually use um, Instagram as a security check myself oh me I'm too like, yeah me like, too who yeah. is this person who am I talking yeah. to give me your, your social media handlebar and if you don't I'm like mm. dodgy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I when you're talking about the difference in gender and I you know you need to jump in here but I do I was assigned female at birth. They, that was the role that the doctor gave me. Being an infant, I couldn't exactly say, hey, h- hang on a second. <laughs> no, 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 my life's gonna get really hard. Um, I do remember what it was like to be treated like a woman. Um, and, and honestly, I feel less safe now. I yeah. feel happier being out as a, as a, as a, um, uh, as a boy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't think I'm quite old enough to say man yet. Um, <laughs> and I'm a little bit, you know, fruity with my yeah. gender as well. I do come into the non-binary space a little bit. Um, and that's a whole other conversation. But I, I do remember when I looked like a woman that... I would be ogled at, I would be catcalled, I would feel, you know, a threat to my safety. Um, and now I feel more a threat to my safety by uh, gay men, yeah. cisgender gay men. Um, wow. But I am very lucky that I don't have to go through life with the um, oppression that, that women or, you know, femme presenting mm-hmm. people experience. And I just want to make a, another point on that. And this may be a difficult topic, but um, when people are physically attacked within the uh, gay community by outsiders or people inside, how often are they feminine? Mm, How often are they feminine men? It's not often, you know, that you'd challenge a quite burly looking man Mm -hmm. like Jason. And that's not to take away any of the experiences that you may have had, but I feel the overwhelming majority of people who experience violence Mm. are femme presenting. And I am still very much femme presenting, but I do pass as male. So Mm -hmm. I get that safety in a general society, but when I go into gay spaces, it could even mean sexual violence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that has happened, you know, content warning you might need there. Um, But yeah, I think that was an important point to touch on. And I'd be interested to hear from the lady in the room. Just (laughs) before we do that, one thing I think is really important Mm. to talk about. So when I first, very late coming out, I was 25, and even in a relationship I was in before, I would never show um, affection in public mm. because, like, mm, yeah, again, like I've never looked, I've never been really femme presenting. But I thought if I held my boyfriend's hand at a shopping centre or something, yeah. I would feel unsafe. Like, because nobody likes to get, you know, kind of negative attention. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I mm. could if I had yeah. to look after myself. But I was just petrified to do it mm. because 
in a lot of ways, England and Australia are a little bit different. And when I say England, maybe just where I'm from, I would walk through London in a harness if I wanted to and probably feel safe. <laughs> Certain parts, you'd know where to go. And it wasn't until a few years later, I kind of realised, okay, we're getting a lot more accepting now of, to be honest with you, gay guys. Like mm, I will walk totally. around now with Brendan and Brendan might hold my hand at Chermside or mm-hmm. he might give me a peck on the cheek. And I don't remember the yeah. last time I felt unsafe, but yeah. the last time I felt really... Had a, I felt really sick in my stomach was recently at um, Trans Remembrance Day. I oh, didn't know yes. how many trans people had been killed. And what I find yeah. disgusting is that I didn't know that because it mm. wasn't on the news. Mm. It wasn't yeah. across media. It took a Remembrance yeah. Day yeah. For, to only talk about it. And then I'm like, yeah, okay. So what I felt like would happen to me <laughs> as a gay guy <laughs> like 10 years ago mm. is actually happening to, somebody, happening. to other oh, people. It is. It but is. It's, don't yeah. talk about it but you get the one day of the year. And that's yeah. just, and I remember, Jason, you were talking earlier on about gaydar. I lived mm. in England. I worked with an openly gay guy and I remember thinking, he is so brave because he never hides it. Mm. And one weekend he was telling me, oh, I met a guy on gaydar and he came to my house. I was like, what do you mean he came to your house? <laughs> I came to my house and we hooked up and I was like, well, do you know him? No. And you let him into your house. And I just assumed that if you were going to do that, that person's either going to be going to freak out afterwards and do get really violent with you. Yeah. Mm. Petrifying. And I remember, sisters, switch off if you're listening to this, I remember the first time I actually had a app hookup. It was a scruff hookup. I had been chatting to this guy probably from about six o'clock in the evening and we were chatting. He was lovely. Mm. And we were talking about meeting up, meeting up. And I was maybe 20, I don't know, say, say I was 27 had a car, knew where this person lived. They gave me their address, but felt sick driving there, thinking absolutely oh, yeah. anything yeah, can happen absolutely. to me. But, but, and so you go. No, you go. And I was talking to someone, we had a friend over recently and we were chatting and he was saying what he does, he house shares with people and he actually writes the address of where he's going to on his ensuite mirror. Mm. So if he ever went missing when they're looking for him, they'll know where he is. So people are still scared to do that, but that's kind of the nature of hookup apps these days. Hey, like you Mm. do, but like you were saying now, five or 10 years ago, Mm. if I was talking to you, Jason, I would only know who you were saying you are on the app. But now I could say to you, give me your Instagram or give me your Facebook. I know who you are. Yeah, that's right. And I think um, like from the perspective of how people engage with the world around them, um, and particularly in intimate partner relationships, um, what we know, well, you know, Australian statistics around um, intimate partner and sexual violence isn't great because we haven't spent a lot of money funding it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But certainly what some of the research, you know, indicates from, from other developed countries and similar countries to Australia is that um, same-sex attracted men experience sexual intimate partner violence mm. at similar rates to heterosexual women. And then same-sex attracted women experience rates a little bit higher than their he- uh, heterosexual counterparts. And then trans men and women experience intimate partner and sexual violence um, throughout their lifetime at the highest rate um, of anyone else. And so when you actually think about that and the socio-cultural and psychological factors which um, in- influence that, we all, we've all talked about um, you know, how people are intimidated or, or you're, you're educating. Um, there's also still a lot of fear Mm -hmm. um, around Mm -hmm. speaking to to people online. And ultimately that comes down to people's levels of internalized homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, and and, you know, phobia et al. Um, And 
unless you're prepared to really unpack that and have a meaningful conversation yeah. with yourself about what kind of relationships am I having? Um, am I having a really positive sex, um, sex positive relationship with, with people around me or um, am I a bit of a prude? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, like power to the prude. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> there, were, there, there were raised arms at the table for those listeners. I mean, that's, um, that's part of sex positivity well, as well, is correct. like being comfortable mm-hmm. with your parameters yeah. and what you... Like, there are some people who use dating apps all the time. They have yeah. a great time. They risk yeah. mitigate. Oh, and that's fine. And that's great if, you, if you're enjoying yourself. And there are some people who cannot stand them or maybe use them once in a blue moon. Yeah. And whatever you do, it's great. But yeah. I think we need to put the issues yeah. around them on the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, because otherwise they don't get addressed. And and I want to learn more about how to meet people in person. Yes. One, because of my age and the way that things are, yeah. yeah. And two, you know, Maybe a certain somebody could be like a bodyguard. Me and Jason yeah. are like punching our you fists, know. like, what's yeah. he saying to you? And, yeah. <laughs> you know. and, and when so you're talking bro. about safety too, um, and when we actually like un- get to the point of unpacking safety in itself, um, for me, again, I said earlier, I'm a six foot four, 120, 25 kilo man, um, cisgendered man. So I'm quite physically imposing. It wasn't until that I actually started to really unpack how I felt about my own sexuality and and levels of shame and guilt and frustration about the fact that I wasn't like my my big brother and and that I I liked men and I was attracted to men. Um, And there came a point where after feeling really shit about myself as a human being for such a long period of time, um, as a cisgendered gay white man growing up in central Queensland, um, I think I started to really dislike myself at about age 11 or 12. I actually remember having that conversation walking home from the school bus one day thinking, this is really fucking shit and I hate the fact that I yeah. don't feel like other, other, other boys do and I don't understand this because the only person that I can, can you know, I can translate this to is Elton John and um, do not, I do not <laughs> look like Elton but John, but it's yeah, true. No, and, I understand. And it's that so actually true. travels all the way yeah. through as you're developing relationships through your life. Yeah. And because you're fearful of, of, of dating, um, and, and, and this is why I'm really, really happy to hear that, that you're having a lot more um, positive experiences, Johnny, is that, you know, <laughs> when you are so fearful and you're so scared, um, that affects the way which you meaningfully engage with the world around around you. And for me, it got to the point where shortly after I um, kissed Corey and confirmed that I was gay, that there had Mm. been some rumours floating around and there had been an outing, I guess, um, um, before that. that. Um, And for me, it was, it got to a point where I just thought, you know what, fuck you and, and fuck this. And I'm a six foot four, 120 kilo, Dude, um, if you want to fuck with me, (laughs) (laughs) can I? Can I? Okay, two things. Number one, I'm not a chihuahua. Um, That's not worth being heard. (laughs) And and um, I guess the the point that I'm making is is that for me, I have no issues walking down the street holding a bloke's hand. Yeah. Mm. And the reason for that is because I know who I am. I know what I stand for. That being said, have I been called a poofta, a faggot, and all of the words under the sun? You know, you make me sick as you're walking you know, down our wonderful Fortitude Valley Mall and, and Brisbane's a wonderfully inclusive space. Um, but you've, you've got to find yourself in a situation where you are strong enough to know who you are, own your own space, but that's a really, really uniquely personal journey yeah. and you have to go through it yourself. And for me, you know, being in my mid-30s and letting go of my heteronormative idea of, I'm going to get married one day and have a house and a white picket fence and sausage dogs and all of these things... Yeah. Um, 
And instead I'm sitting here at 33 and living in a share house with one of my best friends in the world. Um, I get to see his daughter every second weekend and life's really, really sweet. Um, but I actually came to a realisation about who I was as a person and what I actually stood for. And I'm not intimidated and I'm not afraid. And um, a, a beautiful friend of mine a few years ago was on the cover of um, Pride magazine. Um, and he's this um, wonderfully creative Indigenous guy. And he wrote the word unafraid. Mm-hmm. On, his, on his chest, I think he did. Mm-hmm. And it was such a moment for me because I looked at him and I thought, with all of the prejudice, bias, stigma, you can stand in front of people and say, this is who I am. And I think in, in, when you're talking about dating world and all that kind of stuff, um, as a 33-year-old man using dating apps, um, 33-year-old Jason using dating apps compared to 25, 26-year-old Jason using dating apps, not really knowing who he is. My God, I can withstand the stupid shit that happens on them. And you know, you're like, <laughs> when people are like, you're gross, why are you on this app? And you're like, bugger off. Like, go steal someone else's oxygen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only way to, to deal with it. But it, it, it's come from this um, place of, of knowing who I was and, yep. and, and getting involved in the community that way. Thanks for sharing. Sorry. No, no, I'm I'm really glad that you shared. However, I feel like now it's about time to introduce a new voice to the conversation. So. Please welcome to the microphone, my bestie all the way from Belfast, Finn McKay. Okay, Finn, so throughout the conversation so far, there's been a few times where we've all chucked eyes at you, wanting your perspective on things. Now, um, we signed a contract before we went live of things I am allowed to mention, things I'm not allowed to mention. Um, Let's be honest, we laugh about it quite a lot, don't we? We have the best of crack. We do, yeah, what's the crack? My love life is a train wreck. Yeah. It really is a train wreck. <laughs> You're literally Amy Schumer, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> And I love her. <laughs> no, um, yes. Yeah, so Finn, you are one of those people that I don't understand why you're not married yet because I would snap you up, but at the same time, I'd also be really jealous that there's another guy in your life. So I think that might be the problem. That is the problem. I think that is the problem. <laughs> so Finn has quite often had a go, what's the opposite to cock blocking? What have you called me before? Because we go everywhere together. No, I don't say... I always say that you just you just need to act like my gay friends. Yeah, because people think we're a couple quite you often, don't people they? People think we're a couple. I'm like, you need to... Please. That, that, is, a, that is a curse of um, a gay man who often is someone's wife, uh, husband, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So um, tell us firstly a bit about... You've listened to what we have to say. So we've yeah. spoken about apps and safety. Um is there any time you've... Well, you don't really put yourself in danger too much. Have you ever... I've never met anybody else. Well, I've <laughs> <laughs> no, never got to that stage. <laughs> That's the truth. Now, let's give a little bit of background. Okay. So the way... Let's talk about the cycles. So you tell me what happens. So you see someone you like, then what do you do? Um, just chat to them. So first of all, I started doing this only this year because when I was living with you, you were like, right, you need to get on the dating scene. You need to do a, get on the apps, first time ever. Oh, I think he only really wanted to see, like, what was going, what was yeah. <laughs> we did. And it was only just chatting. Yeah. And chatting and chatting and chatting and developing these pen pals yeah, yeah. that you would never actually go and meet. 
But it, yeah, so it would, be, it, would, it would be fun. It would set the radius to like 50 Ks and then we'd run out of guys. So I was like, quick, come into the kitchen. 50, quick, come into the 50, kitchen. Just, yeah. just up that to that 146, honey. Like just go all the way, all the way. <laughs> so the cycle, the way that it works, guys, here is, so Finn will chat to someone. She'll see someone she likes. She shows me. Then what do they get? What do you mean? They get a oh, they get a nick. Oh, yeah, of course they get it. Everyone gets a nickname. So they get a nickname, then they get a backstory, <laughs> and then I refer to them as they're dating us. Do you remember that time yes. one of the guys ghosted me because he stopped watching my Instagram stories, and I was like, I don't get what I've done to upset him. Like, can you? But speaking of pen pals, probably the best nickname I've ever come up with it was Dear John. Without identifying this person, so I'll stay quiet in case I do. Wow. Tell us a little bit about Dear John. So Dear John was probably Into the mic, Dear John was probably the first one that we actually like liked as a couple. Yeah. <laughs> he was our third. Sorry, what? Sorry, <laughs> like to look I'm so confused. Looking for a third or no, 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 no. We just like we always like so we go every day at work, we go for coffee and we look about and we always see the, we see people and the people that we like, we swing. Yeah, we do. Oh, 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 oh like, like Wayne's World. Yeah, wow. exactly yeah. like Wayne's yes. wow. yes. World. Yes, so we both, <laughs> we just swinged your man and we, well, we both loved for ages. Wayne. Yeah, we, we had a different nickname then. Yeah, Cake. Cake, because he had cake, like. He had a lovely bum. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, you appreciate that too. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Cake, cake, Sorry, cake. I don't, yeah. Oh, cool. Gotcha, gotcha. But anyway, yeah, so cake, cake was all, we were out one night and I went on Tinder and I was swiping and swiping and cake turned up. Actually cake. We were and waiting we were, for a train, I we remember We were like, well. oh my God, it was great. So we... We swiped and it, well, we swiped. Collectively, we swiped. So I swiped and Paul approved. And then Paul, like you were talking about, in Instagram, went and found his Instagram. Just by his surname, Just which we won't his, mention. Yeah, found him. But then yeah. what did I do? Watched a story. <gasps> I was fuming. And he would have, like, I'm not you, you saying... You can see that. Yeah. Exactly. You can see that. What I'm were not, you thinking? I'm not saying that he would recognise us, but we saw this person enough in real life <laughs> for him to, if he was obsessive as we are, oh, he's viewed my story. You can see from my profile on me, you can see on my Instagram, I'm with Finn a lot, would have known. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So Terrible. Finn told me the secret. I have to block them, don't you? You have to block them right away. Yeah. So then he got the nickname Dear John because... Because he was just constantly just texting constant and it was lovely and it was, it really, it, 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 it grows your confidence in a, in a, having somebody, well, I had never been on a date nap, so yeah. whenever I was on it and I was getting conversations from him, but bloody hell, it was constant, just messes. And I was just like, right, okay, well, are we going to meet? Yeah, sure. Never meeting. And I'm like, right, what the heck is going on? We are man, but yeah. So, and this has been going on. Oh, this is You were back about in nine, December, so nine, about 12 months? No. It yeah. was just after Christmas. Are you still came talking back. to him? <laughs> well, we bump into each other in the weirdest ways. We, Bullshit. They'll just not talk for weeks. And I'm like, well, what have we done? Like, did I say something? Like, I like how much ownership you're taking over this ball. This is amazing. Yeah, how much like, of it this is for you? Get him to send an ass pic and I'm done. No, I'm, I'm coming to work and I'm like, you'll never guess. And he goes, tell me more about Dear John. And I, uh, so, yeah, Dear John, because they're pen pals. Yeah, mm -hmm. so recently I, he messaged out of the blue. 
And I was like, all right, like I'm not mean and I'll, I will message back. And what I did, I, there was something wrong with my phone that I was, no, it's not even funny. I was, any, any movement of my phone rang the person if the contact was on it or the message. Why dialed? would you ever have that? Why? Do you Why? Turn, that, turn that feature <laughs> off. I what were you Who designed this? I didn't put it on purpose. Obviously, I can't. No, 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 no. It. Sorry, that was very accusatory. I was but going, oh my God. I, was going, I don't understand why this is happening. But anyway, so I went, he had texted me and I went for a shower. I came out of the shower, looked at my phone and put it down. And obviously that movement called him and oh, I didn't shit. even realise. I then stuck on... Lizzo truth hurts <laughs> and start giving it stacks in the mirror singing her heart, heart out leaving a seven minute voice <laughs> voicemail oh I love that this is amazing no horrendous you're the Irish cousin of Bridget Jones this is Stop. wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh, without a doubt Bridget Jones have you seen her I will I will but <laughs> don't want to be <laughs> But I then got a message. Oh, I, as soon as I picked up my phone and realised I was on the phone to him, freaked out, <laughs> threw the phone down, then realised I have to bring myself back from this. <laughs> so text him. I was like, didn't mean to call you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you no, did. No, 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 just that. And then literally an hour later, great singing. I'm I mortified. Mean, you've got to be a dick to pull her off on it, right? You would just pretend that it didn't happen, <laughs> but he commented on the singing. Great singing. Yeah. I am a great singer. And then <laughs> another thing I find living my life through Finn is guys aren't really, and I'm, I'm not general, well, I am generalised, I don't mean to though, is that a lot of guys are a lot less romantic. And my theory behind it is because if you're not going to, respond to what I'm saying, I'll just message the next girl that I matched, or next person I matched with on the same day. So Finn, I hope you don't mind me telling this story. Oh, you signed yeah. a contract, no you didn't. Um, <laughs> Finn was chatting to a guy who was, she was gonna actually meet up, because meeting up with someone, it takes a lot for you Finn, you don't really like to do it. Oh. And there was a guy who she'd been talking to for long enough and said to Finn and I are two of three witches, Jackie if you're listening, we're bringing you into the conversation. <laughs> we say things and shit happens. We're, um, we're witches basically. <laughs> right. Good and job. she had told us she was gonna meet this guy. He seemed really nice. And then all of a sudden, without even meeting her, just messaged her saying, what are your thoughts on rough sex? Fun, fun rough no. sex. Fun rough sex. No. Fun, fun rough sex. I, I swear to God. Wow. I asked him how his day was and he comes out with, what's your thoughts on fun rough sex? All right. Straight in, no kissing. Um, <laughs> so Finn will then block the person and then delete the delete app. Delete the app. Honey, sorry, yeah. I have to pull you up there. Is that the tamest thing that you've been sent? Well... For like me, the wild, like Finn. But for wow. me, yes. I'm, I'm so envious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was no, Finn was like, how dare someone say that to me? And I was like, I'd be like, well, what's your address? I'll bring a gum shield. Like, let's test limits here. I was like, you live a very different life to me, Finn. <laughs> Obviously not anymore, Prancy yeah. So I did want to know, I did ask him though. I asked him, I was like, well, have you ever had a positive response to that? But I didn't get right. Well, because you blocked him, you didn't get the response. No, no, I did. I waited 24 hours so I oh, could yeah. get a response. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've, had, we've had Dear John. Yeah. We've had Boyfriend, Husband. Crystallized. Hus crystallized. Oh, my God, this guy on the elevators at work just... <laughs> we were on the elevator. So he was maybe on the elevator. The escalator. Oh, and he oh. was there. And Finn was talking. She turns around and sees this guy and literally goes, Oh, dear Jesus, have you seen his eyes? <laughs> He was in earshot, and I said, "His hair is so nourished." Like we were. In that. Oh, so that was crystallized. Crystallized. Like, like, I have never, like, been never seen him again since. 
I was just thinking, like, when you two go out and, and have drinks and, and talk, to, talk to ge- potential gentlemen callers, do you also hand them moisturiser and be like, that might look nice on a coat later as well? Like, that's the level that we're getting yeah, to here. Much. We're fussy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we've also had Gift from God. Oh, he was so Gift from God was great. <laughs> I need to start this giving is, my previouses names. Oh, that's all. all it's, right. so it's, funny. Like, it's so much fun. <laughs> my, my straight work wife goes through um, my Tinder all the time and then if she doesn't agree with anyone that I've matched with or she's really uncomfortable with any of the conversations, she's like, no, you can do better. No, you can do better. No, you can do better. <laughs> so, I'm not like that. <laughs> no, he's like, keep, 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 keep. Get him over, get him over, get him over. <laughs> all right, so what I thought we would do because... Um, we do always ask for, we announce the next episode so we ask people to message in and we've got a few messages. So I'm going to read them out. Um, apologies. Last week, if you listened, I just completely forgot how to read, but I practised. So this is the first one we've got from someone. So I will, if you ever do send something in, by the way, we will always de-identify it unless you want us to, which no one has today. So the first one we've got is, I tried online dating. I was chatting to a guy for about a week, never met him, and he starts calling me darling and babe. That was gross. Is that just me? Is there things you don't like? That would that put you off in? Yes, was there a dessert? Beep. Oh come on now. <laughs> Stop. Can I have that as like a little like I just want that little come on now. <laughs> I love it. Straight in now. Just just as a response to people on, on, on online dating. Oh, come, oh, come, on, come on now. That's just that is wonderful. We could you could sell this. Yeah, we're okay. Right, number two. There should be a way to see when a profile picture was taken. Um, I've never been just a looks person, but I've spoken to multiple people who do not look like their profile picture anymore. I'm not saying that they're no longer attractive, but you can sometimes tell that pe- picture was at least five years old. I made sure my... What? Sorry, five years... No, 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 no. There, there are people who are like, I'm 37. Like, honey, you look old enough to be my grandfather. Mm-hmm. You You're not I've 37. Actually, <laughs> like, I've actually looked at people, like we say, we go onto their Instagram and their Facebook to look. And then you look at their prof- their, mm. in, their their Tinder p- photo that they've got up, and you go onto their Facebook or Instagram, and it's from 2013. Mm. What yeah. am I meant to do in 2013? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, I I need to throw myself in front of this bus. Um, <laughs> oh dear, what has he done? No, 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 I had a really nice photo um, taken by a mate of mine a few years ago and um, I got into a relationship and that relationship um, ended um, and it took me a while before I jumped back on the Tinder bandwagon and I sort of downloaded it and didn't really like look and it's like, oh, update to your last profile photos, blah, 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 blah. I'm really bad with updating my Facebook profile photos, so it downloaded a series of photos. <laughs> and one of those photos was from that, that time. Um, and um, it wasn't until like six months after I had um, mm. been using Tinder, I was like, oh, I might need a little bit of an update because that's, that's, that was taken in 2015 <gasps> when I broke my face. <laughs> oh. Uh, long story. It's fine. The doctors did an amazing job and I've got a beautiful um, Terminator-style eye socket now. Woo. Whoa. But it's a thing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, my... So we have so far told a few horror stories. They're not all horror stories. So um, I met Brendo through Tinder and Aww. we used to use... Well, I used to be on apps like Scruff when I was single and like, I'm going to be single. And then back in these days, this was what, 20... I'm not very good at maths, but like six years ago, mm-hmm. 2003... 
Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Whenever like it was. Add, add, a, add a decade onto that, but yeah, sure. Oh, sorry, yeah, 13, I meant 13. <laughs> sorry, I'm not that old. Um, but yeah, so Tinder was the app you would go to if, yes. you know, I actually want to meet someone now. So that's how we met. But you best believe my Tinder profile pictures were snatched. I'm always really proud of my eyebrows, but I also joined Tinder in the last few weeks of Movember. And Movember does make that's a it. lot of people more attractive. If the, I use those pictures now, people would be like, Paul, that ain't you. <laughs> Tinder worked for Brendo and I and a few people did comment on a few of the posts I put up during this week that they did meet on dating websites so please don't think we here, are here just to slam oh. you will have luck I've, I've been to many weddings with people who met on Tinder mm, and there's like Tinder that. babies awesome. actually yeah, Tinder my babies. friend Nick I believe has got one but so number three kind of leads on to this so this one was quite interesting I thought when do you delete apps? I've been with my partner now for almost four years. We knew each other from the scene as the Brisbane gay scene isn't huge, but we also were both on Grinder when we met. We hung out heaps for a few weeks and finally just kind of accepted the fact that we were a thing. At that time, I deleted my apps. We met each other's families and things were great, but one day after an awesome day at the beach, in the car, I hear that very unique Grinder alert come from his phone. Naturally, I was just about ready to open the door and push him out onto the highway, but he was so calm about it all. Obviously, I ripped into him, but he was very dismissive. He reminded me that we first started chatting on this app and we also <laughs> hadn't had a conversation about deleting them. He said he didn't want to delete them because he would lose touch with a lot of people he had been chatting to for years who had just become friends. Eventually, he saw how much it bothered me and deleted it as far as I know, but should there be some kind of standard delete by date in a relationship? Okay, I want to jump in here because I've had a lot of experience with um, monogamous, polyamorous, open um, and other style relationships where I've been, you know, the, um, the person, you know, coming into mm -hmm. a relationship and being with um, somebody who's already committed to a primary partner. So, and, and at the crux of every relationship style, regardless of what it is, is trust mm -hmm. and communication. And if you've had a conversation about um, what relation you need to you basically need to have conversations about mm. what relationship structures you're okay with Great. early on and if your understanding of that changes throughout your mm -hmm. relationship that needs to happen as well the red flag um, in that situation for me is that your partner was dismissive yeah because you know that that's to me that's kind of a form of gaslighting you know oh you know don't worry about it I've just like I'm sorry, you're not on Grindr just to make friends. Yep. You've got, you've got, and you, maybe you chat to people, but there's always this sexual um, and or... Underlying. Uh, there's this underlying there's thing, underlying and you know what? There's, yeah. there's, apps there's, out there's there nothing not wrong with that, but there is when you're involving another person, it no longer becomes just your... Um, your consent, it mm -hmm. becomes your partner's consent yeah. as well. So mm -hmm. if you, I feel that people need to be more open about their expectations and to learn more about the boundaries around relationships. And if you, if you do want to explore um, beyond a monogamous and or open relationship, and this can ebb and flow mm -hmm. between different types of relationship styles, communication is so important and honesty in yeah. that communication. So there's nothing wrong with having these apps and those sorts of things as long as it's informed consent. Yeah, that's right. Can you write a book for us? <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, I'm sitting here going, yeah, you got it together. I know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but I think I think you you, you nailed it. it it's yeah. on it's on that point of what relationships 
at its at their very core, um, whether they be intimate personal relationships, your friendships, or whatever. Um, at the very core of those relationships, they are. They're meant to make you feel safe. They're, make you, they're meant to make you feel nurtured. Mm-hmm. They're m- meant to make you feel um, like you belong in, in, mm. in your little part of the world. Um, that being said, um, uh, I go to a lot... I've, I've been to nine weddings this year. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I've been to 40, 45 or 46 weddings all up. Um, oh, my and goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, marriage and equality, lovely. <laughs> well, some of those are the second or third, because, yeah, we don't, none of my friends are that successful. <laughs> and um, I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, I hear the, the, the cringe line, and it does make me cringe. It's the, um, the, the you're the last piece of my, you know, the, you're the last piece of the puzzle. I think relationships are actually about one thing and one thing only. Everyone has their own goddamn puzzle and it's difficult and it's uncomfortable and you don't know where all the pieces go and you don't understand it. And when we're talking about these kinds of situations, you're inviting someone with their own puzzle to share your table. And so when you're in a relationship, you actually are doing your own puzzles independently, but you're sitting there going, hey, hey Bebs, um, providing enough time has passed. And, and you're saying, you're saying, well, I think that, <laughs> I think that piece goes there. Um, but you know, whatever you want to do, I support you, and, and I care about you. But by sitting at that table, you're actually setting the parameters of the relationship. And if your parameters are more fluid than that, that's fine. But again, coming right back down to the base of it, it's about trust and it's about respect and it's about making sure you've got clear boundaries. Yeah. And if you, you know, for me, if I want to invite someone to, to sit at my table and and, and um, or bring my puzzle to their table. Um, it's about respect and it's about um, me having really, really clear boundaries and expectations about what sitting at that table means. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we've covered a lot. Finn, did you feel like you had your say? I feel like we were just so fascinated by you, we just spoke over you. It's all right. Yeah, you feeling all right? I feel like that's just normal life of you anyway. Look at you riding my coattails now. Thick bird. So this is one of those episodes like last week, we could have probably gone on for two hours. We were spoken a lot before. And there's always, we're going to call it season two, where we could bring on, bring some, probably find someone, send Finn on a date and then bring him back. (laughs) I want more stories. Fuck at this. I want to to sit in on this conversation. I reckon Mm. bring the date. Yeah, we'll bring the date. I'll make you at the weekend. We we can sit at a different table and just watch it all unfold. (laughs) This would be wonderful. And we'll do that AS. She's just passing him the drink. She's taking a sip from the drink. Okay, so we will we will round it up. I do want to say thank you to you all so much, Jason, Johnny, and Finn. This has been a great episode. We've been looking forward to it for a while. We also want to thank the Wickham again for having us here. Um, if you do hear stuff in the background, we are actually at a live venue. There's an awesome show going on downstairs. We record on a Tuesday and they have serve it Tuesday downstairs. So come and join. And they also have bottomless chicken, uh, chicken and brock and quat for yeah. vegetarians. And that's, um, that's a good time. It is. <laughs> but it's not necessarily bottomless here at the Wickham. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for listening we've got one more episode before the end of the year and we won't take a massive break but in our next episode we're going to be talking about Christmas so the difference between Christmas for when you were a kid to now I've got two really great friends coming on for that so thank you so much as always please share please send us stories of where you are listening from send me screenshots make me feel a success please because this is the only thing but no the only thing. <laughs> um, so thank you again thank you to join the adventure if you've got any feedback or if you don't like us on things yet please email me at canhostpodcast at gmail.com look us up on Facebook at canhostpodcast that's all one word or you can also add us on Insta which is 
canhost underscore podcast or Twitter, which I've just realized I've not touched since last week at canhost podcast. You have been great. We cannot wait to hear how much you've loved this episode. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.